Welcome to Satellite Sisters Interviews. I'm Leanne Dolan of the Satellite Sisters. This is kind of a new series that we're launching on Satellite Sisters. It's our desire to go out and talk to more people that we think the Satellite Sisterhood would love to hear from and to schedule those interviews when they are available and when we can do it. So that means that we're going to have great guests. We won't necessarily have a lot of sisters. So it's just me solo today, but I'm excited to talk to Dr. Nancy Burke on our first of these Satellite Sister interviews because Nancy has gone out and done an extraordinary series of interviews with the original cast of The Sound of Music. You remember all those adorable kids that you've watched? Watch dozens and dozens of times, never grow up over the last 50 years. Well, apparently they actually have grown up. And Nancy Burke, through her podcast and column at Parade.com, has had a chance to actually catch up with the Sound of Music kids. And because Nancy's a psychologist, she always offers a lot of insights into her guests. And I thought the Satellite Sisterhood would love to hear about the original cast of The Sound of Music, especially in anticipation of the new production of The Sound of Music this Thursday night on NBC, starring Carrie Underwood. So without further ado, I spoke to Nancy earlier from her home in Pennsylvania. We're back. I'm Leanne with the Satellite Sisters. Very happy to be here with Dr. Nancy Burke. Many of you know her as my colleague on the College Bound Chronicles, but Nancy, I think, is the one person in the media business that wears more hats than I do. First of all, she's a clinical psychologist, so she has a lot more degrees than I do. She's also an author, a comic, and an entertainment analyst. She's the host of the showbiz podcast, Wine at Nine, and she digs a little deeper as she chats with fascinating celebrity guests and industry insiders. You know her from her book, College Bound and Gagged, How to Help Your Kids Get Into College without losing your savings, your relationship, or your mind. And I am very happy to welcome her here today to talk about the sound of music. Hey, Nancy, (laughs) welcome to Satellite Sisters. Oh, thank you. Just time to put on another hat, my little... Alps hat or whatever it is. Well, or, you know or braids. Nancy, yeah, put on a dirndl skirt and get yourself <laughs> some braids and let's talk about this. You know, Nancy, you have done interviews now with all seven of the Von Trapp kids, but I wanted to start first. You have this kind of interesting um, collaboration now with Parade Magazine that has taken you back to talk to some of our favorites from TV and movies. How did that even happen and what kind of stuff do you do? Yeah, well, I was I had uh, started the podcast Wine at La- Wine at Nine and had been interviewing celebrities and showbiz insiders, and then um, had formed a relationship with Parade and and was asked to come on board. So what I do is I do my interviews for Wine at Nine and then have companion pieces for Parade, and I also do other pieces as well for them, but. In my entertainment column for them, which is called Showbiz Analysis, I take a look at the conversation and try to glean some important messages that that came out of our interviews. And there are always really very cool and positive messages that that are inherent in these conversations. So not every working child actor is a is a complete mess. No. <laughs> No. And and it's been fascinating because I've talked to so many child actors, not just the seven kids from The Sound of Music, but so many others that have that have survived it and and are survived it beautifully. And then others who, you know, had struggles, but have also come out of it um, whole. And that's a good thing. And, you know, obviously some have not. But but I've been fortunate to have spoken with those who are doing quite well. 
Well, I'm going to put a link to all of Nancy's information and, and her parade columns and, of course, these great podcasts with all seven members of the Sound of Music cast at the Chaos Chronicles and at Satellite Sisters. We're going to blanket blanket our media empire with some of Nancy's stuff because we're all getting ready for the Carrie Underwood production this Thursday on NBC. It's a live production of the Sound of Music, if you haven't heard. Carrie Underwood is going to be um, Maria, of course. So, Nancy, is that how this came about that you actually contacted one of the, you know, fictional Von Trapp kids and the next thing you know, you got all seven? Well, I had I had interviewed and become friendly with Angela Cartwright, who played Brigitte Von Trapp. And when with the Carrie Underwood special coming on board, the editor of Parade said, do you think you can get the other kids? And I said, absolutely. And they have actually uh, maintained a very strong friendship for, for nearly 50 years. And that is this, incredible. It's amazing. But, you know, I, I learned so much about this. I mean, I'm so, as you know, in our personal conversation beforehand, <laughs> I can't stop talking about no, music. But I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure on my, my Facebook friends are like, please, please just go into Downton Abbey for a little bit because this is getting crazy. <laughs> Enough but, with the Von Trapps. Exactly. We're worried. I we've lost myself her. Von Trapped. I said to my friend, I'm sorry, I'm so busy. I'm Von Trapped. But, but it's been a happy trapping. The... The thing that um, was fascinating is that I emailed Angela within an hour of my email to her. I was getting emails from all of the the other six kids like, okay, when do you want to talk? Sure, whenever you want. Within, I say 48 hours, but it was probably more like within the span of a week. I had done all the interviews with them, you know, and some of them gave me hours of time chatting and we, you know, we recorded the interviews, but then I did companion pieces for parade, a feature on each of them. And then of course, some compilation pieces on where are they now? How did they feel about Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer trivia that you might need to know before you watch the film so you could act smarter than the other people that, I mean, when you're watching the Carrie Underwood uh, performance, you can say things like, well, did you know that, um, that, uh, Dwayne Chase, Kurt Von Trapp became a mountain climber or, <laughs> you know, did you know that, uh, Debbie Turner, Marta Von Trapp designs Santa Claus dolls? I mean, no, you might not know that it's important. It's a cool trivia piece. Those people are popular when they're sitting in your house, throwing that kind of info out. Well, you know what? I actually took the quiz, uh, the Sound of Music quiz at the parade site. Did you create that as well? I, of course I created that. Of course this, I did. How'd you do? <laughs> I, you know what? I did pretty well. I only missed like three. So, uh, and they were not, they were not easy questions. So I, I had done some research. I had read all your pieces ahead of time. And, you know, I have seen the movie dozens of times. It is one of my absolute favorites. All right. We'll just quickly name the Von Trapp kids that you spoke to. Charmian Carr, Nicholas Hammond, Heather Menzies. She was Louisa Von Trapp. Dwayne right. Tra Chase played Kurt. Angela Cartwright was Brigida. And then, of course, she was in Lost in Space. Uh, Debbie Turner was Marta Von Trapp. And then Kim Kareth was that adorable Gretel Von Trapp. And you have a fantastic photo of them now 
And honest to goodness, that Gretel von Trapp has not changed one bit. <laughs> She's still, how is that possible? Everybody's like, oh, I loved, I love Gretel. Where is she down? How? And, and everybody loved her. And I said to her, yeah, you're the easiest part. You're on the back of the bike, Julie Andrews bicycle. You didn't even have to pedal. Like, how cool was that? And she remembers. I mean, this is the thing. Like they all said, it's, it's easy to remember because every year they're reminded. I mean, in these reunions right. and constant, constant reminders. And of course, you've got the visual film there. But um, she remembers, as as do all of the younger um, girls, women, but who were girls at the time, they remember the nurturing effects of Julie Andrews. And, and some have said that, you know, she was a new mother. I think her child was two years old when she filmed it. But when they would get rambunctious on the set, she would corral them, grab her guitar, and start singing songs with them. I would have been in my trailer, like, <laughs> okay, give me a break. I got a baby at home. Oh, no. They said, like, she was that lovely to them. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Oh, see, isn't that everything you wanted to know? Did you learn anything? You were like, stop talking. Don't tell me. I don't want to know that. (laughs) No, it was very, but you know, it was interesting because Robert Wise, who was the director, was very careful about casting and in chatting with the kids, they all do now think there was some type casting going on. So Gretel, for instance, who played, I mean, not Gretel, Kim Carath, who played Gretel, was the baby in her family. And and by many years, like 15 or, or more years between her and the next oldest sibling. So there were some kind of typecasting. Dwayne Chase, who played Kurt, was a little explorer. And, and um, you know, and then, of course, um, Charmian Carr was 21. She wasn't 16 going on 17. So she did have that beauty and that, you know, there's just, it was very interesting. And, of course, Angela as Brigitte, who was always kind of the little, you know, snappy, sharp-witted, inquisitive kid, Mm -hmm. was, you know, she was in Make Room for Daddy right before that. She was the sharp-tongued little Linda. Oh, that's right. That's right. Remember? So, so, I mean, there were these characteristics that he saw in it. So a lot of the stuff really rang true. So it wasn't like anything I listened to, but uh, that shocked me, except a few of the gross things, like the reason they, that water was really cold when they fell out of the boat and stuff. Oh yeah. And the, and there were leeches in the water. That's gross. Yes, I didn't know that. Like you don't get grossed out when you watch the sound of music, but now I will when I see that scene. Now they did not, I don't know. Angela was telling me about the leeches. She did not get leeches on her, but she said, if you watch the film, she runs out so fast because she saw the leeches on the stand-ins oh. you know, when they're doing the lighting and things like that. So, yeah. So that was cool. And then one of my other favorite things is that um, Dwayne Chase, Kurt, um, he was kind of known, like the phrase they used to say about him was, where's Dwayne? Because he was 13, I think, at the time. Very inquisitive. Loved the mountains, the geography. And now he's a software engineer for um, for a company that works with, geophysics companies and geology companies, which I think is awesome. He's also super handsome. 
Yes. Oh, <laughs> according and to, too. I'm looking, they're all great looking like grownups. Like they, they have are. all aged really well. I'm looking yeah, at that, the photo. They are very, very handsome group. But they, um, and so he actually used to disappear on set. Like they finished, he was saying they finished the bicycling portion or they stopped shooting for a while. And he took off on the bike, just exploring as any 13 year old boy would do. And he said, then he got the evil eye from Bob Wise and never did it again. (laughs) But you know, he was, he was an explorer. So I think those are the kind of fun things behind the scenes. Now the show, the sound of music had been a hit big hit on Broadway. And so I'm sure there were high expectations when they were making the movies. Were the the kids aware that they were going to be in like a movie of all time? Did they feel that? Or, you know, did they, did they have any sense of how long the movie would last? Now, it's interesting you would say that because, you know, they all said, you know, no one really saw the staying power of the film. Like they never thought, and even, you know, Julie Andrews to this day, Nichols Hammond has performed with her and he said, you know, they both will shake their heads at the audience responses of of different performances and how much it's loved. But they knew they were doing something special. They just never thought they'd still be talking about it 50 years from now. And the the reason (laughs) they knew it was something special is that they, they had those kids, they knew their parts inside and out. They they studied for, I want to say three months, but I, I could be mixing up which, how long they were in Austria. They studied for their roles intensively before they went on set okay. in Austria and Germany. And and all of them have told me that's really kind of unheard of nowadays. And so they so when they got to Austria, they never had to do another take because a kid didn't know his or her lines. Oh wow. That's that's unbelievable, I think. I mean, and, and even for an adult. Right. And maybe that's was, why they're so close. They really spent a long time together filming right. this and, movie. And and the other thing that's fascinating is because they they were all there and with the exception of Charmian who was 21, their parents were all there. So the six of the seven kids were all schooled together. They had tutors and drivers that drove them to the salt mines for, you know, exploration and, you know, field trips. Uh-huh. But, but field <laughs> trips, not to like where you and I went to field trips to like the planetarium or something. They were in the Alps and doing all of these, but you know, going on uh, steam engines up mountains. And so they had that kind of a bonding experience. Then their parents became friends. So what happened is after the film wrapped, there was a connection there from the parents and some parents friendlier than other parents, but mm-hmm. in general, all of them bonded in a, in a family kind of way so that birthdays, if they were in the same geographical location, these kids went to birthday parties together for years. Oh, that's a really nice image. It's exactly what Isn't you it? want. Yeah, it's a really it is. nice image. And, and then, um, for, for instance, Heather Menzies, who played Louisa, she and her late husband, Robert Urich, remember from Vegas and yes. Dan Tana. And I, they, I couldn't believe she was married to him. That's see? another excellent piece of Sound of Music trivia. It is. Yeah. Well, she, she and her late husband were our godparents of uh, Kim Carath's son, Eric, Gretel's oh. son. Yeah. And they've been to kids' weddings and 
And, you know, and as Nicholas Hammond said, you know, we've been there for the good things. We've been there for the bad things. We've lost parents. We've been through divorces. We've so, you know, they they really have been like a family. And just the fact they could get everyone. Could you get all of your No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't get the phone in 24 hours. No, me neither. (laughs) Most of them, but there are a couple. There are a couple we could yeah. get. <laughs> no. yeah. Do they get tired? I mean, they must literally be asked every single day of their lives about the sound of music. I would imagine, say you're the software engineer, Dwayne Trace, Kurt Von Trapp. Okay. You might not recognize him now, but it's going to come up. But someone's going to whisper <laughs> in a meeting, you know who he was? He was Kurt Von Trapp. <laughs> and then like, he must have to talk about it every day. Do they? Did you talk about that at all? You know, we didn't. We didn't cover so much the constancy of that, okay. but but we did cover the fact that, you know, it, it's a piece of them. So they're really proud of it and they don't really get burned out so much on it. But I will say that I've, I've been in touch with them since and frequently, and, and I've actually really feel like a bond with, with many of them, if not all of them. And, and the one thing that they kept saying is, Thank you for asking different questions. So, I mean, we talked. So, I think some of the questions, like, what's it like working with Julian? Just yeah. what's it? Instead, I didn't really do that. I, I asked more about what's your favorite memory? What's your, you know, favorite song? What What's sticking with you now? And, um, and then, of course, I had to ask um, Nicholas Hammond, who played Friedrich, I, having having two, the, being the mother of two sons who used to be teenagers, just how that drapery outfit went over. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, just burst out laughing. He goes, Nancy, that was acting at its finest. <laughs> so I read in your piece that they said that the Lonely Goat Herd song was very, very difficult to learn. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing scene. And, uh, and, and now it looks like they must've rehearsed it into submission. Basically that's how they got that. That's how they got that scene to be so great. So it's very difficult to learn. Like they love it. They loved it because of the puppets and everything, but yeah, very difficult to learn and very complicated as was, um, you know, do re me, but you know, with do re me, they of course had been you know, rehearsing on the set and on the bicycles on the set before they even got to Austria. Now, Debbie Turner has a cute story, but I, when I was uh, watching the sound of music again, preparing for this, because my husband thought I wasn't worthy, which I wasn't really, (laughs) but now I'm like, I figure I've spent so many hours in the sound of music. I have to redeem myself. I, um, I'm emailing back and forth with Debbie Turner just by fluke. And so I said, we're watching it right now. And so she was telling me things to watch for, little insider things like when uh, Friedrich slips the frog into Maria's skirt or frog or whatever it was now, I'm blanking. And then um, and then a few minutes later, I email her and I'm like, I so want a goat puppet. <laughs> and, and she said, oh, my goat's name was Schnitzel. They used to let me play with it, you know, when when the set was down or whatever, when they didn't have to film that. So that was cool to, to be back and forth chatting with her. In fact, she and I might chat during the Carrie Underwood NBC special on Thursday, December 5th. So we might chat about it. We're going to talk about it afterwards. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, 
just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. You can can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers (laughs) this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? You know, I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like- going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. 
How did they feel? How did they feel about that? I mean, they're obviously secure in knowing they have done like the best right. version ever. And I feel for Carrie Underwood because there've been a lot of haters on Twitter going you know, after her. And I know. I what's I, that? Come on, she'll be know, fine. She'll it's it'll be a different production. It's well, <laughs> they were fine about it. In fact, I just wrote a piece for the Huffington Post that hopefully will go up tomorrow. But what I was writing about was just. I called it sounding off on the sound of music and the, the back, the, the kids that I talked to, the original sound of music kids are, they didn't have a word to say about it. They're fine with it, you know, and, and good luck. And, you know, it's a stage version and it'll be interesting to see. And that's all, you know, curious and, and all of them think that Carrie Underwood's talented. So I, um, as do I. And so my, but the article I was writing about is like, you know, she's hugely talented. Yeah, she's stepping into some some big shoes and and braids to fill. But, <laughs> but she's got, you know, the whole theme of the sound of music is kindness and creativity. So can't we let be kind and let someone else get creative? And let's just let's not critique it until we see it. Yeah. I, I give her credit because I think it takes guts and confidence to do it and you know she doesn't have to do it she's already famous and right in huge demand so good good for her right i agree i'm totally totally rooting for her so uh i i hope she's a big hit nancy you have hours and hours of the <laughs> What am I going to do with all this information? I know. What are you going to do? Maybe do they want you to open a museum now? Do they consider you the official archivist of uh, The Sound of Music? Well, they did. Um, Heather Menzies, I was saying how jealous I was that, you know, now that I know all the kids, I want, I want to be one of them because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could be the baby or something. And so she said I could be number eight, but I think she was kidding. And she said they would name me Heidi. <laughs> But if I have to wear a dirndl skirt or something, it's not going to be pretty. No, they're coming back <laughs> into style. We read that in the New York Times. Really, they're embracing them again. Um, so did you, what'd you take away from the whole thing, just in general? Because that is part of your beat, which is really fun. It's not only do you talk to celebrities, but because you have a background in psychology, you do a little analysis of the, the people you talk to. What, did you, what was your sort of, you know, overall takeaway? Well, you know what I love is that here are people who've worked on maintaining relationships. They weren't always best of friends all the time. And they, you know, they, they had had, you know, they've been close and they've been, you know, they'll, they might even have a little squabble, but they, they love each other like siblings. So I love, I love the piece of people who share a part of history together, maintaining maintaining their bonds and then also maintaining the legacy of something that made them famous. And, you know, a lot of times you see um, celebrities wanting to escape from that piece that made them famous. And I can understand that because of typecasting and things like that. But I think that the celebrities I'm most in awe of are the ones that say, okay, you know, this was a, an important part of my life. It gave me this, this piece of success. I'm doing this other thing now. And, but none of these things define me totally, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's what I really take from it. And the other thing that I really felt like from them is that they were, they all became genuinely kind adults. A lot of, you know, all of them have their altruistic 
um, sides in helping, you know, one another's charities and things you know, like I, that. I noticed that they all seem to run foundations, many of them very personal, you know, foundations. Robert Urich's um, wife runs a cancer foundation. Another one runs one for special needs kids because she has a special need child. I, I did notice that. That was kind of extraordinary. Yeah. They're all very giving people. And that's kind of really what the whole sound of music was about. And I also think that, you know, the, having the family members there, these kids were kept very grounded and mm. that's not an easy thing to do. But as, as, um, some of the child celebrities have told me that from, from the old days is that it was a very small club then, you know, there okay. There, so it's not unusual. For instance, this is fascinating to me, but um, so a lot of these, a lot of the original Sound of Music kids showed up in shows. There was a crossover, like you know, this what is it, the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon or yeah. whatever. That, yeah. It's like this sort of thing. So here's a trivia for you: Angela Cartwright mm -hmm. um, played Brigitta. Her younger sister was Kim Carrath, who played Liesel, Right? I mean, younger sister in the in the film, right? And not Liesel, Gretel. Gretel played Veronica Cartwright, Angela's real life sister's baby sister in Spencer's Mountain, <laughs> the film, the, the classic film. And then, and then Kim Carrath, who not, yeah, wait a minute, yeah, Kim Carrath once again had an Angela Cartwright moment because after The Sound of Music, she played like an alien princess in Lost in Space and Bill Mummy, Will Robinson, had to kiss her to wake her up. Oh, so it's like all these Ow. things and who was in, um, Heather Mandy's was in a bunch of different things. How about, um, Nicholas Hammond was the star of the amazing Spider-Man series in the seventies. Oh, really? He was like the hot Peter Parker. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he was Jan Brady's boyfriend who threw the football and broke her nose. <gasps> no way. Thing. He yes. was. Yes. And and he said, can you believe, he goes, people come up to me, weren't you Jen Brady's boyfriend? So some people remember him for that instead of the Oh, my nose. Oh, my nose. Oh, my nose. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Nancy, this could pretty much fill the whole rest of your career. I'm uh, telling you. But, <laughs> but I assume, have you moved on to another large family of siblings or what are you yes. working on next now that you're out of the Von Trappman? <laughs> what are you right doing now? Next? My Von Trapped mode. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll still be doing a little bit of this, but actually this, um, <laughs> this week, um, I've begun the Downton Abbey series, which is looking at all the ins and outs of Downton Abbey. And I have an exclusive interview with Lady Carnarvon, who is the Countess of, oh, it's uh, yeah, Lady Fiona. It's uh, the, the Countess of Carnarvon. Carnarvon. I kept saying it wrong, but I got it right for the interview. Anyway, she lives in Highclere Castle. She's the countess there. Oh, wow. It's the real Highclere Castle is where they filmed Downton Abbey. Okay. She is lovely. It was my first countess interview. She assured me it would not be my last, she would not be my last countess, but uh, I'm skeptical. Um, 
But so, yeah, so I'm doing Downton Abbey and I actually am having a Mary Hartman moment later this week doing <laughs> interviews with the original cast of Mary Hartman. You Mary know, Hartman. They, I've seen a lot about them around town. Is this yeah. an anniversary or do they have a box set coming out or they something? They got the box set just came okay. out. Big, biggest box set ever on record. Okay. All right. I Well, you are really of the moment. You got the sound of music, <laughs> Downton Abbey and Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It's just, I don't know what ticket. <laughs> you're working in nancy but you I'm, are busy 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 yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today if you haven't added wine at nine to your podcast down list please do because every week nancy delights with really good thoughtful interviews you heard the cast of the sound of music say thank you for asking different questions and that's kind of what nancy specializes in links to wine at nine and all of her parade interviews with the uh the von trap kids will be available at satellitesisters.com or uh at the chaos chronicles.com hey nancy thanks so much thank you so much leanne as always i love chatting with you i know all right come back again <laughs> stay with me you're listening to satellite sisters oh great insight nancy always has interesting analysis of the situation because she's so thoughtful and she's so nice, which well, those are two qualities I should try to cultivate as a broadcaster. Anyway, really excited to see the Carrie Underwood uh, Sound of Music and even more excited now to rewatch the original Sound of Music. So thank you, Nancy, for joining us. Next week on Satellite Sisters Interviews, Julie and I are going to have a chance to talk to, um, I think, a fan favorite with this crowd, the Satellite Sisterhood. Reverend Ian Punnett is going to join us next week. Ian, the beloved host on Coast to Coast and FM 107 in Minneapolis, um, he had to actually leave full-time broadcasting because of a terrible case of tintinitis. Yep, ringing in his ear. But that doesn't stop Reverend Ian Punnett. He has been busy writing and thinking and talking a lot about all kinds of issues that we care about. And we're going to talk to him about his book this holiday season, How to Pray When You're Pissed at God or anyone else for that matter. Uh, and I'm looking for, and you know, with Ian, the conversation can go anywhere. So look for that next week on Satellite Sisters Interviews. For more information on what's happening here on the show, you can always go to SatelliteSisters.com or you can join our Facebook open group. We're just an open group. So come on over. No, don't be scared. Uh, Facebook open group. Give that a join too. We have another group, an official page, um, but that's not nearly as fun as our open group page where everyone contributes uh, to the Satellite Sisterhood. All right. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>